Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, risking my life broadcasting once again with a hurricane bearing down on me, Johnny Profita. And back with me to discuss everything uh, Israel-Palestine is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man? Not too much. Huh? Is uh, is hurricane season down there the way it is in uh, like the Gulf area? So I lived in the Mississippi Delta for several years. And every year around August, you get hurricane season where the hurricanes roll, roll through. And uh, you just batten down the hatches on everything and then hide in your house for about a week and load up on booze and stuff that's easy to like stuff <laughs> that's easy much. to cook and... yeah um october is sort of the real the tail end of it i think the the last kind of major one to hit was also october uh like two years ago and i wasn't in this building i was a little i was in um not in sayulita where we had the the one and only super spreader unfortunately but in san pancho the next town over so uh, I think it hit here a lot harder than it did over there. So I didn't really get to experience a direct hit yet. Um, but yeah, usually like September, once you make it through the month of September, you feel pretty good. That's a hurricane and earthquakes. Somebody texted me. They felt a little shake this morning. I didn't feel it. So, uh, yeah, uh, the I wind started to pick up the waves are, the waves are big. It's raining a little bit. Um, but. Yeah, right now it just seems like if I didn't know any better, I'd just be like, oh, it's just raining again. Because it's been raining for like the last week pretty consistently every day. Um, but yeah, there's uh, Hurricane Lydia, another bitch headed my way to fuck some stuff up. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> at least I'm not in Gaza. That's I keep true. telling myself. I lived on uh, in the perfect spot in Mississippi. I was just on the northern end of where the hurricanes would get to. And also on the southern end of like Tornado Alley, so so in the spring we would get tornadoes that would come through, and then in the early part of the fall, late summer, early fall, we would get the the uh, hurricanes would blow up. So got the got to experience all of the fun weather living there. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. In about another uh, ten days or so, I expect all of this to be gone. It should be sun shining, birds chirping for the next uh, I don't know six six months or so so anyway um i'm sure as most of you know it's tuesday now um yeah tuesday right yeah uh over the weekend there was a pretty pretty devastating attack on israel from hamas a surprise attack surprise attack yeah yeah so they say 
there, at least we're supposed you, to believe it's a surprise attack. There is there are reports that have come out of Egypt that they had been giving notice that uh, that in, Egyptian intelligence had given Israel notification like 10 days in advance that this was going to happen. Uh, I also did. It, no, go ahead. Go, I was going to say also it seems odd that the the dome and all of their defenses just happened to like all of a sudden not be working the way they have normally also weird that <clears throat> that Hamas who has always fired some rocket lobbies here or you know lobbed some rockets here and there usually you know maybe maybe a dozen if even that usually in the single digits suddenly they have 5000 all at once uh, there's there's a lot of um, 9-11 vibes with some of the stuff uh, going on around yeah. this whole situation. It's So did that, I did see that report out of uh, Egypt. Did they specifically say it was going to be on that day? Or was it just like there's an imminent kind of threat? Because I, I feel like that's kind of like... Um, there's always the threat of Hamas launching rockets and shit. Um, I I didn't really look into um, or have time to look into how serious, like how detailed of a alert they were given in that. Man, it just seems like, especially on the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur attacks, that like you'd be a little more hyper vigilant. <laughs> like, they're just like, oh well, it was a holiday, so we were understaffed. It's like. Isn't that when you should be the most staffed like on these, like, because you that's when you're the most vulnerable. Um, it just seems like they really left their chin out there open to get fucking knocked pretty hard. And yeah, everything failing all at once. I guess they're blaming the iron dome thing because there was like a hack that took place at the same time, or maybe that was for the fences as well. But man, I just, it, it does seem awfully suspicious that everything can go wrong all at once and and then you get the justification for what these governments have all wanted in the first place i i i thought it was i thought it was interesting that literally in the same week where the gop turns against ukraine funding the war in ukraine and then they oust McCarthy, who was making backroom deals to continue funding the war in Ukraine. Then, just a few days later, you get this. And now, all of a sudden, the entire GOP has done a complete heel turn, and they're ready to go back to funding foreign wars. Like that, and and not only that, but look at what look at what happened with all of the the big defense contractors just yesterday in the stocks. I I had there was a. There was a graphic that had the four, like Boeing, Raytheon, and I can't remember who the other two were. But uh, coming out of the weekend, like their their stocks, had, stock price had been running around here, and then just takes off. Like as soon uh, as soon as Monday hits, like just yeah. takes off, like insane. Of course, yeah. I was surprised that the rest the rest of the market reaction was pretty subdued to this. Um, I don't know. I, I trade uh, market futures pretty much every day. So I was up like Sunday night. I was watching this market real time. And yeah, it gapped down. But then it just like by the end of the day, it finished up. Oil was only up like three, four dollars a barrel, something like that. 
I thought that was like, it doesn't seem like they're taking this as seriously as they should be. This was not just, as you said, like the sort of typical Hamas launches some rockets and then Israel launches some rockets and they go back and forth for like a couple of days and like a, a few dozen people are like, killed or injured or something. This was a major, major, uh, highly coordinated attack. The way they've hit back, the way Israel has countered that attack has been equally devastating. Like the it for those who are like clamoring that we need to be supporting Israel because they're our ally or whatever, uh, they have they already have one of the most advanced militaries on the planet, like just you know, basically behind us, and that's it. Like they don't need our support they don't need our anything they can handle themselves in this situation and and like not only that but if we if we are actively sending troops to israel are we really ready to i mean we've been tiptoeing around kicking off world war three with russia for the last year do we really want to dive headfirst into World War Three with all of the Middle East, because saddling up with Israel to put troops on the ground to effectively uh, wipe Hamas and the Palestinians off the face of the earth, that will mobilize every horrible thing that Iran and every power in the Middle East has at its disposal. And they're, yeah. and they're not going to show up and fight like, you know, regular troops on the ground kind of war. You're going to end up with you know, actual terror attacks coming to U.S. soil. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is quite a quagmire over there. I don't know if anybody, the, the paid subscribers to the Substack, I put out some thoughts. I was just kind of rambling last night for about an hour or so on this. And yeah, I mean, we are in a very vulnerable position as it is in America. Like, we don't really have the the resources to just be fucking starting all these all these proxy wars or potential like boots on the ground thing uh we open ourselves up to all this fear mongering that they do over china it's like well it's the perfect opportunity if china is going to take taiwan if we're bogged down in the middle east and ukraine and uh we're we're struggling economically within the united states and and china owns like i don't know it's something like half of Half of the um, outstanding debt of like foreign countries, I think, is is China's. It's some. It's it's a huge amount. So they can dump all these treasuries on the market, send it, send yields much higher, and uh, just our debt would skyrocket out of control. Uh, we're already in a very vulnerable position because of everything our government has done up to this point, and the idea of yeah, getting involved in another quagmire where. In theory, Israel should be able to fucking handle this themselves, right? They've got one of the most well-trained, uh, well-funded militaries. We've already given them a bunch of money and munitions and, and things like that over the years. Like, this should be right in their wheelhouse. I say we let them, you know, we, we should stay out of this one. Of course, we're not. We've already sent chips that way. I think we probably, if we haven't sent munitions, we will be. Of course, Um we're not going to stay out of it, but yeah, we absolutely should. This is not, I mean, this thing's been going on for what, thousands of years, this conflict? Why are we oh, getting involved in this? Well, and it, so 
yeah, thousands of years, just in generally speaking, the the whole you know, unrest in the Middle East type stuff. But for the last 75 years anyway, since uh, I believe it was 1948 when uh, following World War II, when the U.S. and uh, the Western powers decided to get together and give uh, give Israel or give the Jews their their homeland and, and basically just march in and uh, ethnically cleanse that whole area and give the and give the jews their their homeland back and establish the state of israel uh, like the things that were done to create it and the things that have been done to maintain it over the years are i, I mean war crime human rights violation worthy like it it's yeah. pretty it's pretty horrendous I, there was i was kind of uh before we got started i was kind of just glancing over an article that talks about um, Gaza and the, 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 I mean, effectively it's, it's referred to as an open air prison. Like they use that as a more or less a holding area for all of these Palestinians. Like they're not, they're not really allowed to leave, but they're not allowed to be considered citizens. They, control their food and their water supplies there are literally videos of the israelis like dumping concrete into the into the uh like wells and stuff to to keep them from being able to use their their water uh, it's it is by many accounts viewed as a hell on earth and like that's what that's what israel does to the palestinians in that area on a day-to-day basis so like this has been going on for a very long time these like attacks and stuff happen probably monthly if not weekly like there there is always unrest and it's not it's not like this is particularly new but the way it's getting ramped up is or to an extent anyway yeah oh so these were not unprovoked attacks that's what you're saying yeah it's comical at this point that, well, actually, you know, and I saw, I think it was the Washington Post had like an article that said like um, Israel had like unprompted retaliation or something against Gaza. Like yesterday, like when they were bombing everything, they're like, oh, unprompted bombing of Gaza. It's like, dude, um, it was prompt. The word you're looking for is unprovoked because every time they say unprovoked, they mean provoked. I mean, there, there is no, it's not as everybody wants to make this out as it's black and white. Like these are the good guys. These are the bad guys. That's the way it is. Like you, you stand with Israel and it's like, I mean, they, they certainly, um, seem to be a lot more civilized than Hamas. Absolutely. But They've done some things, you know, some people did some things <laughs> who said that one. I forget which member of the squad. Uh, some, somebody did something or whatever that quote was. Yeah, this has been going on for a while. I mean, this this was particularly brutal. I mean, uh, the video I've seen just about every video that I think has been circulating. Um, I, I followed this really closely over the weekend and yeah, dude, it's, I don't, I don't understand how you can throw your support behind a group that would do something like this. And it's more into a fuck. 
Ilan Omar. It was Ilhan Omar. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about 9-11. Yeah. Some people did some things. Uh, I don't, you know, there's like these protests going on in like New York. There's one in Toronto, these like pro-Palestinian protests. And it's like, dude, I don't understand how you could celebrate something after they just went in and they murdered a bunch of fucking innocent people uh like slaughtered families kidnapped women and children did god knows what to them Uh, it's just it's fucking disgusting and to see that like i understand being sympathetic towards palestinian people like there are innocent palestinians that are just like stuck in gaza as you were saying and it's like been referred to as like an open air prison kind of thing but to be to be like cheering on hamas for what they just fucking did is absolutely disgusting um and then the like you said the retaliation uh while you'll you'll hear like the ben shapiro's of the world they're like oh well uh the they the palestinians all the innocent palestinians that are being you know killed right now through these bombings these indiscriminate by there's leveling buildings throughout gaza it's like well blame hamas because hamas brought this onto them and it's like dude i i understand that impulse but it's like dude imagine if if that's the case if like what like a government organization or like i guess yeah hamas was like elected if the innocent like the people of the country that had nothing to do with it deserve to be fucking bombed into the stone age america's pretty high on that fucking list then you know what i mean like there's a lot of blood on our hands uh and i've had nothing to do with it i haven't voted since i was fucking 18 <laughs> and i yeah, do everything i can to talk people out of it yeah, go ahead it's the same justification that was used for us carpet bombing a sandbox in the middle east and wiping out like innocent men women and children in iraq afghanistan syria everywhere else and helping to contribute in a large part to a lot of the unrest that it still goes on over there because we've been doing this kind of stuff for forever like it's and and not only that but you're supporting the actions of israel that mimic the actions of the u.s that made the war in the Middle East so unpopular just 10 years ago. It's a really misguided way of looking at things. I mean, there, I don't understand how you compare one child dying to another just because it's, it's so much more like up close and personal and like vicious when they just like walk up to them and gun them down like point Blake versus like, Hey, we like press this button and this bomb falls over there and you see the building go down, but you don't really see anything else. You just kind of have to use your imagination. And it's also just very easy for fucking Ben Shapiro to kind of sit there and bang the war drums, Lindsey Graham, like none of these guys are going to go fucking answer the call of the of the mother uh, not lindsey graham but like ben shapiro is not going to go fucking suit up grab a rifle and go fight for this country of his he's just gonna you know uh complain about it in like a really high-pitched nasally voice and and uh motivate others to go die for his cause it's uh yeah i mean i get it i like it's it's fucking disgusting what what these people uh did and what like israel just went through man it's some of that stuff's real tough to watch um and i understand the impulse to want to be like yeah you know what 
That's it. Like we're fucking done with this. Let's just go fucking wipe them off the face of the earth. I mean, honestly, that's probably the only way that this ends. Like one of them has to go apparently because it's just it's been what thousands of years it goes back to like Cain and Abel <laughs> like well, and the, the Arab and the, the Israelite huh? the problem is if they if they do uh, I I made a post on Facebook with some of the stuff that's going on like if if they wanted to Israel could wipe Hamas off the face of the earth by the end of the week like this is not something that needs US military intervention Israel was more than capable of handling this the problem is if they do that if they go like full no full tilt just let's genocide an entire people then the implications of that are like i mean that would be full-on yeah yeah that would be full-on open war that would be full-on open war across the middle east that would that would mil or that would mobilize uh iran and a bunch of others uh there's yeah there's a lot of people jumping on this bandwagon too i I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but it sounded like Hezbollah started launching some some rockets and stuff from the north, uh, Lebanon, um, or if it was just other um, Hamas people using their territory for it. But yeah, like it, there's still a lot of people that want to get in on the action here. Um, I, I forget somebody po- somebody made this point. It was like um, if you if you took away every weapon and defense that israel had they'd be like wiped off the face of the earth tomorrow but if you gave them like all these like nuclear weapons or something nothing would change in the area and uh, i guess there's something to that they they have showed restraint to an extent but i think like like you said it's not because they they really care so much and they're just like yeah like we're going to give you a chance to evacuate your um your citizens, like they tell people, yeah, hey, you better get out of Gaza because we're going to bomb the shit out. It's like, where are they going to go? You got 12 well, they, hours to get out of here. They're not allowed to go anywhere. They don't, they can't leave. I mean, it's, it's a fucking well, open they, air they prison. Yeah. They're, not, they're so, not allowed to leave. They're not allowed to go anywhere. They can't, but they're not allowed to, to be considered citizens. They're not allowed to have any rights. They're just fucking stuck. Like, I don't understand why. Can they it, go to Egypt? Like, See, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing over there. It's like Israel kind of has control over everything and just sort of won't let them be anything more than what they are. Excuse me, what they are. Yeah, it's like I was like, I mean, if I just don't understand why anybody would stay there. Like, I, I get that there's people like there's, there's people there that have like literally nothing to their name. And you know that this eventually, like something like this was going to happen. It's like inevitable. Um, and I'm just like, man, maybe like you just got to find a way to get out of there. I know you can't go anywhere. Like you can't go towards uh, anything on the Israeli borders. Um, but I thought maybe they could get through Egypt. But I don't know if Egypt's border is open. It's certainly, I I, yeah, you'd think that they'd be taking some refugees or something, but. Yeah, there's not a lot of options for these people, nowhere for them to really go. And so they're just kind of sitting there waiting to get bombed. That's got to be a really um, equally terrifying feeling. And to just show no sympathy for for that, it's just, I, I hate this idea where they just lump everybody together, where it's just like, 
yeah, Hamas, like Hamas and the Pal, it's just all Palestinians. And then it's like all these like innocent Israeli citizens and then the Israeli government, they're the same. Where it's just like, no, no, no there, there's people that just kind of want to go about living their lives. And these governments or these leaders want to fucking exert force on another. And it's like they're the citizens are just the pawns in this game. I think at the end of the day, there really aren't any good guys in in this conflict. Pretty much everybody involved is a varying degree of bad guy, except for the innocent people who are the ones who are going to be the most affected by all of it. And honestly, like you said, I mean, this is this is a generational battle this has been going on for thousands of years between the the uh jews and the and the muslims over there and especially what's going on in israel between the palestinians and the israelis that's been going on for you know the better part of a century at the end of the day as awful as it is like it just needs to play out and we need to not need to not be involved in it playing out yeah i mean that's that's exactly how i feel i'm just like listen i i get it like i even if you just like okay what's what's been done in the past is done all this shit happened they did some bad shit we did some bad shit back and forth back and forth and then and then this happens on saturday and israel's like all right that i'm fucking done with this like no more playing patty cake with you guys like we're just going to destroy you i'm like all right i I mean i get it um i'm not going to advocate for that i'm not going to support it i would never like send my money in and whatever over there and i wish i could stop our government from doing it but yeah it's uh, it sucks for everybody that's caught in the middle of it. I I don't understand why people put themselves in this position if they're like I know I understand the Gaza situation, but like these people that are living like right on the fucking border too. I I don't know what this attachment to these territories. I just don't. I guess I don't understand that impulse. Like I I picked up and left my homeland of Chicago with like no regrets. <laughs> as soon as I got an excuse to get out of there. Uh, like it was not hard for me i don't i can't imagine just like like all these border towns that were attacked like they're just kind of used to these sirens going off because missiles are being launched and it's just like maybe like the after the first time that happens it's time to find a new place to live like this this isn't the way i want to go about my life that's see i don't think i don't think much of that part of the world is open to migrants uh, that's why they that's why they all flee and come to Germany and Sweden and uh, the United Kingdom and to the United States because they're not well yeah. they're not welcome anywhere else around there. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting that in the U.S., uh, it, um, Palestinians and and Jews seem to get along for the most part. We don't see a lot of uh, you don't have one side actively oppressing the other side on a literal daily basis. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not like it's just because they're Jews and Palestinians. Like there's another fucking problem here. And a lot of it goes back to once again, a really ill thought out plan of uh, government bureaucrats that just kind of got together after World War Two and decided this is how we're going to carve up this land. And this is the way it's going to be. 
Um, so yeah, governments are fucking responsible for everything wrong in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, with just well, speaking of, oh, I was like speaking of you uh, uprooting and and leaving a uh, a hellscape. You want to move into some non uh, Gaza and some less Israel. depressing stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Is it really less depressing to talk talking about? Um, homeless people in Chicago and everywhere else. A little bit, a little, a little slightly bit. less depressing. Yes, yeah. slightly less depressing. That's what we go for on this show. Slightly less depressing. Yeah. So yeah. this is uh Chicago under the new mayor, who is even more progressive than Lori Lightfoot. So, uh, for those of you not watching the video, it's just yeah, a bunch of people. <laughs> it's like living on the street um, you got some you got some beds some some couches there some tents and yeah it looks like things are going really well I, i'm just shocked that hiring like a how old is that guy what's his name brandon johnson or whatever he's like fucking he's younger than me he's like 28 or something how old is he yeah he's a young guy he's in his early 30s i think yeah he's like hiring some fucking young idiot to to run the city into the ground brilliant move outstanding move by chicago but yeah this is like right outside the uh, police station they don't have a place to put any of these uh migrants or anything uh, so yeah uh as goes california so go the other major blue cities in the country and uh yeah it's i i saw some somebody posted some stats i wasn't on i don't know if i I found a new good follow on Twitter. What was this guy's name? Chicago fails. <laughs> he had posted some stats of uh, like just the crime stats for the first four months of the last three mayors. Oh, I thought I think I saw that. Yeah, it was. Uh, was that him or it might have been somebody else? It, yeah. Yeah. It, I don't remember if it was the one you're talking about that it posted, but it was looking at the <clears throat> the first four months of their mayorship and Brandon Johnson has like I mean, it's almost exponentially worse than Lori Lightfoot. Like, it's crazy. What? Yeah, one of the stats, like the, um, I think it was the the carjacking stats was like stagger. It was like there was like two thousand something under Lori Lightfoot, maybe three thousand something Rahm Emanuel his second term, and uh, Johnson had nine thousand. <laughs> it's just like this is what I'm talking about when I say Chicago is just completely out of control like triple triple the worst under the last three mayors and yeah every every couple of a uh, couple of days i get a video of something going on there was another there was like a shooting in the the river north area which is like you know sort of downtown swanky place uh just um a little like a couple blocks west of the magnificent mile and yeah, it was just like gang fire just erupted four or five. Like it was something out of uh, fucking Gaza. It's crazy um, what's going on over there. And that's it's like. You can look at all the different crime stats for Chicago and. It's insane, and this is one of the. One of the places that has some of the strictest gun register or gun regulations and stuff like um, my. Because of the way that Illinois state law is, my carry and concealed carry permits do not apply 
in the state of Illinois, even though I literally live like <laughs> walking distance. Yeah. Yeah, there's, that was the one good thing about when I went through all their hoops. I just sent you that thing with the stats, by the way, if you want to pull it up, I found it. Um, was I had, after I went through all their retarded fucking hoops that they wanted me to jump through to get my concealed carry permit, I had reciprocity like all over the Midwest. So I didn't really have to worry about uh, going to Wisconsin, Indiana, uh, Missouri, anything like that. It was just like, yeah, no, they're not nearly as, as strict as Chicago. Yeah, these... I say these are the uh, the stats that I'd I had seen as well. Yeah, pull that up. Uh, for the us. first four, first four months, shootings, homicides, and other reported crimes for the first four months in office by recent Chicago mayors. You got Brandon Johnson with uh, so so. I, did, Barone, I, will, I will admit I thought some of these would be higher. I thought shot and killed would be much higher. At two hundred seventeen, well, I mean that's that's only four months though. I mean that's a lot. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> uh, first four months for Rahm Emanuel's second term, Lori Lightfoot's first term, and Brandon Johnson's first term. One ninety nine for Rahm, one eighty six for Lori, and two seventeen for Brandon. Where was the uh, the robberies? Uh, robberies went from. 2,765 in the first term for Lori Lightfoot to 3,417. Yeah, the carjackings and cars stolen. 9,977 cars stolen. That's that's more than both Lori and Rahm Emanuel's first four months combined. Uh, Carjackings, same deal, 443, whereas the other two were combined for just right around 300. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm just shocked that once again, um, voting for somebody just solely based on how much melanin they have in their skin. He has no fucking life experience. He's a kid. He's a like if you if you're still in the, the camp of like democratic socialists of America, you're such an idiot. I don't I don't know how to put it into words how fucking dumb you are you have no business running a goddamn city you just don't you like you you know hillary clinton was uh just on on the mic talking about how um trump supporters needed uh like reconditioning or whatever yeah democratic socialists real are the ones that really need some fucking reconditioning camps like to to go through, and that's why usually it's younger people in their twenties and their teens. They're like, yeah, democratic socialism, and then hopefully by the time they're thirty, forty, and they've like lived uh, a third or maybe half of a life, they kind of figured out that yeah, when they were younger, those were retarded ideas. But yeah, some people just don't get like you could still be a Bernie Sanders, like eighty years old, however the fuck old he is, and still believe in these ideas. So um, if that's you. Uh, you have no business running a city. Bernie it's, Sanders can believe in him all he wants because none of his uh, ideas actually affect, affect his life in any way. He's he's already got it made. He's yeah. Isn't that amazing? To to just not not even come close to living any of your so called values is like, do you really value them? Do you really? It, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing that you could uh, be that far away from from your uh, value system. 
by choice. Well, it's not like he doesn't have the options to to be a complete socialist. Right. He even has the financial means to be able to go full socialism and just like redistribute his own wealth. Then why doesn't he do that? And he is of the Jewish persuasion as well, huh? Right. Yeah. I don't think I haven't seen. Have we heard from him on this whole Israel Palestine thing? Yeah, I think I, I think I've got him muted on all social media. So I, I haven't, I haven't have, heard from him. Yeah, I haven't heard from him in quite some time. He must be working on that next book. See, like I, nose I, to the grindstone. I keep. I don't. I don't mute or block uh, like AOC or Ilhan Omar or some of the others because they are entertaining from time to time. But Bernie Sanders isn't ever in. He's never even entertaining. Like I just can't. I just. I just can't do it with him. Uh, so I keep him. I keep him muted. Like I, I'll go check and see if he's said anything of of substance from time to time. But there are some people that that just. You don't bring me any joy, and you know there's nothing I can laugh yeah. at you about. Like I, I just. I'll pass. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't really go through and mute anybody, but I haven't seen anything from him even before this whole uh, Israel-Palestine thing. Like I haven't just heard from him, and it seems like a while since he's uh, said something stupid. Is he going the way of Feinstein, and they're just like keeping him squirreled away somewhere so we don't Maybe. realize? Like they're <laughs> they're letting everything yeah. else kind of unfold. And they're like, yeah, we're just gonna hide him somewhere until like. So nobody notices that he died. Right. Yeah, and he's still voting somehow until, until you actually produce a body. Yeah. Did we get, uh, I know Joe Biden was supposed to give a, a speech today. Some remarks. Have we heard from him yet? Uh, yeah. Deliver his first oh. public remarks. Can we pull that up? The United States has also enhanced our military force posture in the region to strengthen our deterrence. The Department of Defense has moved the USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group to the Eastern Mediterranean and bolstered our fighter aircraft presence. And we stand ready to move in additional assets as needed. Let me say again, to any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of the situation, I have one word, don't. Don't. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, it might like play better if it wasn't coming from a guy whose like teeth are literally falling out of his mouth and he can't get through this fucking speech. He just look, dude. He's so old and feeble. It's like I can barely open his eyes. He has no. He tries to like get riled up for these things. It just sounds like he's even putting himself to sleep. I'm not entirely convinced he's not completely AI at this point. Like they don't take he doesn't take questions. And have they figured out how to do like a holographic projection of like him standing there? Because uh, like as soon as he finished there, uh, I need to find it. There's video of like as soon as he finished the speech. Not a single question. Didn't even like say I'm not taking questions. Just turn and walk off the stage. Like nobody He's else that exists in yeah. the room. I mean, the fact that he can just make it off the stage is a goddamn miracle. Well, so I mean, I, there have been enough examples of him not being able to do that successfully. Like where he wanders off the wrong, goes the wrong way, and shakes hands with people that for no reason. And 
I can't imagine having a less capable president at the at the helm in this like this is a big potentially a really big fucking situation like um ah, what's the phrase where it's just like um anything can just like one little spark can set this thing ablaze into a really really big worldwide conflict powder with, keg. with major yeah powder keg thank you and we've got and this is the guy this is the guy i mean yeah i'm sure he's not really in charge of anything but who the fuck is that like we don't know who's actually pulling the strings here he's just like the face of it and he hasn't taken i can't remember the last time he took a question from the, from the press he he never like he's like yeah yeah he's giving a press conference and he just like reads prepared remarks and then runs off the stage as quickly as well shuffles off the stage as quickly as he can because the last time he did take a question it was it, i think it was a sit down interview with 60 minutes maybe i can't or i'm pretty sure it was 60 minutes and at the end of the interview the the woman who was interviewing him asked him a an off script question and like they were trying to shut it down immediately like you've got people like all right we're done we're done we're done and he he goes no no i'll i'll take this one i'll take this one and then just says some of the most like off the wall insane bullshit ever it's like this is why they don't let him take questions because even when he's not allowed to take questions and he gets a question that he's not supposed to be getting he will tell them i've got this only to not actually have this like and make an ass of himself yeah yeah he's he's still got that old joe biden confidence that fucking dunning kruger confidence of just only a dumbass could have <laughs> you just think you're so much smarter than you actually are oh my god it's um just a perfect god it's like the face the face of a dying empire is joe biden and he's making he's making every mistake possible i know the the right seems to be really jumping on this six billion that they that they freed up in iranian funds at, to get uh back some hostages i don't think i mean i i get that like money is fun but i think this has been planned well in advance of of that six billion but I, I get the sentiment like, yes, giving giving them a bunch of money is probably going to be used eventually for some type of terrorist uh, terrorist act. But it's like, hey, we gave him six billion the other day and this is it. <laughs> like, I, I don't think so. I don't think they they got it and turned it around that quickly. Yeah, I think I had a friend that said, I'm pretty sure that's still an escrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot of propaganda coming down the pike, ladies and gentlemen. So be careful what what you listen to and and take everything with a grain of salt because they're gonna. I I already saw like a report. I don't know if it was CNN or somebody saying that they were like, um, it was a reporter saying that somebody told her that they were beheading babies in Israel. Did that's you see that's that being one? that's that's running across Twitter right now as. Uh as the god's honest truth that is that is verified yeah, that fact just, even though there's right. absolutely no verification that it is a fact there's literally no proof of it anywhere there are plenty of uh, videos of palestinians pulling dead babies out of the rubble of buildings that are getting carpet bombed into oblivion over there 
But yeah, I mean, it's... there's that. And I saw actual uh, beheaded like soldiers and adults. I didn't. It, it seemed Which like they were we leaving the all... babies behind. We're, we're so we're so used to like polite warfare, you know, where everybody lines up across from each other and shoots at each other. And, you know, you get in. That's not the way they do shit. Like the behead, we the beheadings seem terrible to to all of us uh, reasonable Americans, but that's just kind of par for the course. That's how they do war over there. It's not really a. It's not like it's something that's considered uh, insanely out of yeah. you know it would out be, of the norm. Would, yeah, it would almost be like one of those indigenous peoples getting like really bent out of shape at somebody being scalped. And it's like, oh my god, they scalped them. Yeah, that's what we fucking do, man. <laughs> Happy belated Indigenous Peoples Day, by the way. <laughs> Almost missed it. Almost missed it yesterday. One of my favorite holidays, just because. I'd... See, you can tell that um, that the whole thing with Hamas and Israel is is really messing up the news cycle and kind of dominating the headlines because i didn't see anything talking about what a uh what a horrible person christopher columbus was yesterday i didn't see anything where uh a bunch of like old indian ladies were spitting on pictures of him and calling him a bastard like nothing like that at all it really does put things in perspective, doesn't it? When you watch uh, innocent women and children just being fucking slaughtered senselessly, and then they're trying to like get riled up about uh, like trans. Somebody was mean to this trans online, <laughs> and like all I saw with the Indigenous Peoples Day was like we need to take the day to um, acknowledge the mistreatment of Indigenous people hundreds of years ago. And it's like, oh, God, it, it, I hate, like, acknowledge this, acknowledge this, acknowledge it. It's like, all right, no, I did that. I tweeted out. I was like, I did that last year. What am I supposed to do today? Because <laughs> I already I already acknowledged it. All right, now what? What do you got for me? I've got an article bookmarked from the Washington Examiner that goes into a, like, very detailed recounting of the um, – the way that the indigenous people savaged and abused and mistreated each other long before the white folks ever showed up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do it for, that'll be my, that'll be my Columbus day episode next year. Great. I, yeah. I found there, it and I was like, Oh gosh, I've got like, I I, I was like, I've got to put the, I got to put a bookmark on this. Cause this has got to be like my, my indigenous. It people's really is. Day yeah. Episode. It's unbelievable, man. Like they have, uh, Native Americans have like the best PR firm, second only to maybe Israel, <laughs> where it's just like they like they compare. So what they love to do is they compare like what things Columbus did, you know, what was it, fucking six hundred five, six hundred years ago to today's standards. And it's like um, and then you just have like, yeah, the what I was left over, uh, the indigenous people that were left over. Um, yeah, of course, like their behavior today is being compared to behavior from 500 years ago. And it's like, well, what would they have done if the situation was reversed? 
it's really easy. Like uh, the Hamas was like calling for a ceasefire right after they sucker punched Israel. <laughs> We're just like, that, that's, that's not how this works, dude. You don't just like get to fucking attack and be like, hey, no, 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 we want peace again. We want peace again. <laughs> or it's just like, yeah, um, I don't know if the if the uh, indigenous people had just this huge, uh, vast territory that was just like sitting there for the taking um, and they had the means and um, to take it, what would they have done to people in that day and age? That's the interesting thing with that, that Washington Examiner article. Like it, it goes into pretty detailed cataloging of the empire building that a lot of those indigenous tribes did back, you know, before, before they actually started getting real competition for who was going to, who was going to build their empire. Yeah. And I mean, just to compare what it was like to live back then, the standards of uh, common decency or whatever to today's stand, like civilized standards is just, it's ridiculous, man. The, the history of man is pretty fucking savage. Uh, if you just look at what happened in, in Israel a couple days ago, it's like, that's, that's what it was like always. Um, and sometimes even worse. So, yeah, this this fantasy world that they live in where it's like nobody ever did anything wrong except the colonists. It's just like, uh, yeah, no, not not quite the the full story there. Nothing in history is black and white. It's all just kind of gray areas. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the the Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day takes are always some of the just hands down worst, like just completely tone deaf of of history and, and how, how the world has worked literally forever. I've seen somebody, I don't know, it's been a few years ago said, you know, we're, we're more evolved than that as a species. Like, no, we're not. This is who we have always been for all of our existence. Like we are a bunch of horrible, murderous, crazy people. We just happen to have uh, figured out a way to be a little bit more civilized about it, but at our, at our base, that's who we are. Yeah, if you take away a lot of the modern amenities we've been accustomed to, I bet you we'd revert back to that lifestyle pretty quickly. I mean, that's, that's the Middle take East, a- basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take away uh, water, electricity, shit like that. Things get bad pretty quickly. Like You get, you get back to the base human instincts very, very fast. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just so fucking obnoxious to see all the empty virtue signaling that goes on for Indigenous Peoples Day. We should rename it, as I said, to like Empty Virtue Signal Day or something. Just get all your virtue signaling out today and then shut the fuck up for the rest of the year. Please, God, <laughs> please. <laughs> we can only be so lucky. All right. Well, we're coming up on time here. And uh, uh, weather is still kind of the same but it's definitely a hurricane coming my way so wish me luck uh wish wish some luck a lot more luck to everybody that's over in the uh vicinity of gaza because uh there's they're in for a shellacking over the next uh i don't know i don't know how long this is going to go on have they launched their like ground offensive yet are they I'm still not. just amassing? I know they were like amassing a huge force on the border. It was like hundreds of thousands of troops. I'm pretty sure Netanyahu said that what they've done so far is only uh, like the tip of the spear and the what 
what they do is going to resonate through history or something of that effect. Like they're getting ready to go uh, whenever they do make their strike, which will probably be before the end of the week, I would expect, uh, which, which may end up being what we talk about on Friday. It sounds like they're going, uh, trying to go biblical with the way they do it, which, I mean, that's what I had said. Like Israel could wipe out Hamas by the end of the week if they wanted to. Uh, it sounds like that may very well be what they're, what they're gearing up towards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that's probably the way war should be waged and just quick, brutal and be done with it instead of this 30 year fucking nation building shit that we've been doing. Even if they do, if they, if they go through with this, like full tilt, you know, 2.3 million people, and that still kind of proves that 6 million is kind of high. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I had to, I had to get a joke in there. Oh man. Speaking of jokes, did you see that, uh, What's her face? That porn star, Mia Khalifa or whatever, yeah. got fired for a tweeting a joke. Yeah. <laughs> a joke. Jesus. I mean, I guess I have a really fucking sick sense of humor. I've never hid that before, but like the tweet made me chuckle, man. Why are you going to fire? You hired a former porn star. Like, come on. It's, you knew I didn't what even you realize that like Playboy was still like, I don't even know. Yeah. What is it? Like she got fired from playboy the tweet was like can somebody tell hamas to turn their phones horizontal before filming or something like that uh like it made me, it's fucking sick but it, yeah it made me chuckle dude it kind of lightened the mood a little bit uh but yeah she got axed for that uh her boss i guess her boss is uh somebody shapiro didn't go over too well with him it's i mean she's She's still like porn adjacent, and that's all that whole thing is run by the Jews. You should have known what you were getting yourself into. Yeah, I know, but can you ever really get fired from sucking dick? I mean, they'll always be, they'll always be fucking talent for you. You just need an internet connection and a camera. Anyway, you can go check out her OnlyFans or something, I guess, if you want. I'm sure she'll be putting some deals out there for you. And uh, until, <laughs> until Friday, say it, say it a prayer for everybody over there because it's about to get really really ugly um uglier than i think it has been already which is pretty pretty fucking ugly so on a serious note until friday you guys know what to do just keep on peddling that so-called fiction peace